All the great fathers of our faith have said that prayer is essential to the life of a Christian. The Apostle Paul said that we are to pray without ceasing, and the disciples of Jesus asked him to teach them how to pray. So why aren't we praying? Today I want to give you 10 ways that you can increase your prayer life. Welcome back to the Faith of the Fathers podcast. I'm your host, Carl Gessler, here to reignite the faith of the fathers. And I want to talk today about prayer. Prayer is not easy, and I think that's one of the reasons we have failed to do it in many places. Praying, I've been to many prayer meetings, uh, men's prayer meetings. They're called prayer breakfasts, and they're about 98% breakfast and about 2% prayer. Now, I love breakfast as much as the next guy, but if we're going to pray, we need to be serious about it. I want to see revival. I'm serious about revival. And so I want to be serious about prayer. So I wanted to give you 10 ways today that you can pray. Because part of the reason we struggle with prayer is simply not knowing how to do it, not having it modeled, and not knowing about the landmines that are in the in this realm called praying. And I don't mean landmines like it's dangerous to pray, but that there is an enemy who does not want you to pray. Vlad Savchuk talked about how all hell breaks loose when you fast. Today I'm actually fasting. I'm doing a one-day fast for the purpose of prayer. And it isn't easy. It seems like life is chaotic. Everything is just chaotic today. And many things come against you to try to stop your fast when you try to fast. I believe that prayer is powerful. And part of the reason I believe it's powerful is because of how much we have an aversion to it. The devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour, and he wants to stop everything that is truly effective. And so, how do we pray? My number one tip or advice for prayer is to start. You have to start praying in order to learn to pray. Uh, So it doesn't matter if you don't know how to do it. It doesn't matter if you're not good at it. It doesn't matter if you don't know how to say, if you want to learn to pray, which as a follower of Christ, you are called to pray. You're commanded to pray, to pray without ceasing. Then the first thing you need to do is to start, to try. As a matter of fact, by the end of today's podcast, I ask that you will just stop and take a minute and pray. Let's take five minutes and pray. And that let that be the beginning of your prayer life. So that's the first tip. And the second one is be consistent. Whether you are uh, enjoying it or not, whether you... Um, Know whether you have questions about it, you're confused about it, or whatever, do it. Every day, do it. You can't learn without trying. You know, we learn more from our failures than from our successes. And when we begin to pray, we're going to come up against opposition. We're going to come up against questions that we don't know how to answer. Um, and that's actually a good thing because those questions are already there. And it's by trying to do something that those questions come to the surface and you can begin to wrestle with them and get the answer. And so um, being consistent, regardless of how you feel or what your experience is, whether or not you feel like your prayers are being answered, do it anyway and do it every day. Um, I think that is, I'm jumping ahead in my list, but that is an essential thing is that we put this on our calendar, make a plan, stick to it. We're going to pray. Another thing that helps, and these are not in any particular order of importance, other than start. But uh, we need to pray with other people. Praying with other people is encouraging. Today, as I mentioned, I'm fasting, but I'm fasting also with 
people from our church, and doing it together makes it a lot easier. And you also um, will receive from other people's prayers that will strengthen your faith. So pray with other people. Be specific in your requests. Uh, The psalmist said, In the morning I will order my prayer to you, O Lord, and eagerly watch. And that has been um, just a memory verse for me, that when I pray for things, I want to pray for specific things, and then I'm going to look for the answer. Sometimes it comes that day. Sometimes it comes years later. But we need to be specific, and that, that will build our faith. As we pray specific prayers and see those prayers answered, then our faith will increase, knowing God really is listening. He's paying attention, and we're not wasting time. I don't know about you, if you have ever tried to have a prayer time. A lot of people say they pray, but what they mean is they throw wishes to the sky, or you know they just wish things. That's not praying. Praying is actually setting aside time to focus on speaking to the Lord, having um, fellowship with the Lord. Sometimes it's listening, sometimes it's speaking, but it's intentionally, um, purposefully going before the Lord to make requests. It's an investment. It's an act of faith because you're investing time in it, um, and that's real prayer. And so you need to be specific in your prayer requests so that you can see the answers and have your faith increased. But I, what what happens for me, and I know this happens for everybody, that you go to your prayer closet and many times you'll hear that voice saying you're wasting your time. That is the voice of the devil because he doesn't want you doing it. That should encourage you. When you hear that in your head, you're wasting time, let it encourage you that you are causing problems for the devil. So stick to it. Go after it. You're not wasting your time. Worship while you pray. This one I think is um, greatly relieving. Um, It's greatly life-giving. When you don't know how to pray, worship. You know, when you don't, and many times we can go before the Lord with just this laundry list of things that we want. I want this, I want that, I want this. Please make this happen. Please make that happen. And what we need to do first is begin to worship him, acknowledge who he is. This is a relationship. We are in a relationship with the Lord. And, uh, you know, I love my kids. I want to give gifts to my kids, but I don't want them to come running in my room uh, wake me up out of bed just to ask me for, st- like the first thing, if all they ever did the first time they come to me is ask me for stuff. Eventually, I kind of want to be, you know, I want to feel like a human and I want them to like uh, acknowledge that we have a relationship and, and uh, you know, talk to me, not just ask me for things. Sometimes it is appropriate to run into the presence of God and immediately ask for something. But as a habit, we should uh, remember to pray. As a matter of fact, that's what Jesus or worship. That's how Jesus taught us to pray. The first thing he said in his model prayer is, Our Father who art in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come and your will be done. So the first thing, uh, many times, the best thing to do first is to worship. But especially when we don't know what to pray, we're kind of lost. We don't have, uh, just feel like we don't really know where to start. Start with worship and you can always worship. God is always pleased to have you worship him. And so that's a, that's an easy one, and it brings life to your bones. It brings life to your spirit. So number six is one of the things we think about with prayer is that we think of, again, requests, you know, asking God for things, um, thanking him for food, you know, stuff like that. But there are many different formats to prayer, many different things that we can do in prayer. 
deliverance ministry. Casting out demons is a form of prayer. You're you're walking in the authority of the Holy Spirit, of the authority of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit, and you're listening to the Holy Spirit. He's speaking to you. You're speaking his words. It is a form of prayer. Um, But blessing people is also a form of prayer. You know, uh, you have the power to bless people. Uh, there's the power of life and death is in your tongue. And then the Holy Spirit working through you is an extra measure of power that you have to bless people around you. So bless your family. You know, that used to be the way um, kind of a cliche prayer was back in the Leave it to Beaver days of bless mom and dad, bless the dog, bless my neighbors, bless our cousins, you know, whatever. That's a great way to pray. It's not the only way to pray, but it's one great way to play, pray. And with all the cursing that goes on in our world, how important it is for us to spend time blessing. So bless your family, bless your wife, um, you know, bless your spouse, uh, bless your marriage, bless your children, bless those who hate you, pray for those who persecute you. But you can also pray for nations, you can pray for states, you can pray for organizations, you can pray for marriages specifically. One of the things the church has woefully underestimates is that the occult, the satanic world spends a lot of time in prayer. They spend time in fasting. They make sacrifices. They spend time chanting and uttering curses. We need to take time. And one of the things they do is they actually will curse marriages. They pray against marriages. They pray for adultery to take place because that's how they destroy marriages. It's an evil agenda, obviously. But we, the church, are guilty of allowing it because we aren't spending time blessing. We need to bless marriages. We need to bless Uh, the people in our lives. We need to bless those who hate us. We need to um, bless the preaching of the Word of God. We need to bless businesses. And this is a powerful ministry that we have uh, and we can do in prayer. Another thing to do, and this is also helpful when we don't know how to pray, uh, but this is just a great thing to do, period. Spend time reading God's Word out loud. Um, The Psalms are great for this, but it can be anywhere in the Scriptures. Walk around Read the the scriptures out loud, and as you come across scriptures that you find inspiring or help or helpful, pray those scriptures. For me, um, one of the scriptures that I pray a lot is, uh, you know, the the scriptures say that He owns a cattle on a thousand hills, that the earth is the Lord's, and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. So when I'm praying for provision, and I read that scripture or I pronounce that scripture, I remind the Lord. You know, you own the cattle on a thousand hills, so I know that you don't have any lack. I'm also reminding myself of this. I know that you have no lack, so thank you for your provision. Thank you that you will give to me out of your abundance. The earth is the Lord's and all it contains, the world and those who dwell in it. Uh, So that's um, how, you know, praying the scriptures begins, um, we reading the scriptures begins to be praying the scriptures, and that helps us to pray. It also helps us hide God's word in our heart. We process things differently when we read them out loud as opposed to reading them to ourselves. We also doubly uh, process the word of God when we read it out loud because we're, we're comprehending it with our eyes, we're articulating it with our mouths, and then we're receiving it into our own ears. And so reading the scriptures out loud is a great form of prayer. I do include that as a form of prayer Um, But I read it differently than I do when I'm sitting with a cup of coffee and a chair in the morning. That is a lot of times more of a studying kind of prayer. When I read the Bible as I'm praying, when I read it out loud, it's more of a proclamation. I'm, I'm prophesying to my soul. I'm reminding my soul, and I'm reminding 
the heavenly realm around me about God's promises. And then I'm reminding God himself of his promises and I'm hiding his word in my heart. It becomes more of a mantra. I'm reading the Psalms. I'm, I'm hiding them in my heart. That is, I think, a very effective time of prayer. Uh, and again, it's another option so that, you know, when we go to pray, we're not simply saying, dear God, thank you for this day and please help so-and-so who has cancer. I mean, that's fine. That's definitely prayer, but it's a very limited form. There are lots of ways to go about it. Proclaiming and reading the scripture out loud, uh, even over regions, over your house, over your uh, over your yard, over your neighborhood, pray and bless your neighborhood reading God's word out loud. This is all uh, very valid forms of prayer. Um, okay, so number eight is walk, kneel, and shout. You know that sometimes uh, I think it's important. I definitely find that when I kneel to pray that I can focus in in a particular way. But of course, we all know that we've tried that. Many people have tried that and we fall asleep and we don't want that either. And uh, there, you know, don't get in a rut. You are free to walk, to kneel, to shout, to run, to to worship God with your body as you pray, to do what you need to do, to stay awake. These things are totally legitimate, um, and uh, we should be doing it. And I think when you have that freedom to run and to walk and to uh, shout when you pray, um, it, it is inspiring, and it makes prayer, honestly, um, more fun. Uh, the, just think of the uh, Battle of Jericho where Joshua and um, the Israelites wa- marched around Jericho. That was a form of prayer. They were doing it in faith. They were doing it in obedience. And God heard their prayer and knocked the walls down. So don't be, uh, don't be stuck in a kind of legalistic rut about how the f- what form the prayer must take. Um, just pray. That's back to uh, step one and step two. Start, be consistent. You know, don't be over... Uh, legalistic about it. I will say, though, one thing for me, I've, I've noticed that um, distraction with phones. I keep my phone with me. A lot of times I make notes. Sometimes I think of somebody I need to text while praying, but it's kind of gotten out of hand, and I'm now I've been practicing more putting that phone away, and for the next 30 minutes, I'm going to just focus on prayer. And uh, I do pray in 30-minute <clears throat> segments, and I try to do that three times a day. Um, because uh, if I don't plan it, it just won't happen most of the time. So I do. I make it a plan. I make it a habit, uh, and I I observe it pretty ritualistically. Like I have my thirty minutes in the morning, and I usually have my thirty minutes in the afternoon. And I have um, not thirty minutes at night, but my wife and I pray together at night for however long. Um, and, and sometimes it'll go longer than thirty minutes, but uh, I just do that to make sure I go at least thirty minutes. And um, when you put it on the calendar as this is not something I will do when I have time, this is something I will make time for, that's how you really develop a prayer life. It has to become a priority. And again, that's an act of faith, you know, that um, I'm setting aside this time that I could be working. I'm setting aside this time that I could be um, doing stuff around the house or whatever it is. Uh, I am investing this in the kingdom of God. And a lot of times we don't see the fruit of that right away. And I just want to encourage you that I've been doing this for years. Um, and there are many times where I don't want to do it. There are many times where I wonder if, you know, are my prayers being heard? But I've continued to do it. And as I've continued to do it, I see even now at this place 
I'm at in my life as we, um, my wife and I, uh, have, are pastoring a church, uh, like a real church. You know, I say that because I was never ordained in a denomination or went to seminary. Um, I'm just following the Lord, and He is blessing uh, what we're doing. And we have it's a real church, and it's it's <laughs> it's amazing what God's doing. And I I feel the power of God behind me, and I feel that um, the prayers that I've been praying all these years have been piling up. I listened recently to testimony of a man who used to be in the occult, and he was talking about how their work in the occult was being blocked by this small group of Christians, 20 people who were praying in covenant, and how that um, how that was blocking their work, their ability to function in that region. And he said they didn't re- they weren't really that aware of it, but they were generating power. And I think that that's the that's the point about being consistent. Um, and uh, you know uh, why I want to encourage you to just keep going, even when you feel like you're not doing anything. You're generating power, and you're developing spiritual character, and that is going to uh, pay off in the long run. So um, number ten, I think we need to learn to enjoy prayer. And again, that I, I believe these um, tips that I've given you today will help you enjoy prayer. And I do think that's really important. Um, it's important to take time to listen. It's important to take time to share your heart with God. You know, uh, prayer is not a, it's not like doing your school. You know, it's not like doing your math thing. You've got to get these math, these these uh, twenty math equations solved before you can be done. It's a relationship. So there's times for worship, there's times for listening, there's times for shouting, there's times for walking, there's times for being still, for lying flat on your face. It is a very active uh, work, and um, God is pleased with you however you do it. You know, do there all these formats are all valid, and it doesn't really matter if you you know walk more, somebody else kneels more, maybe there's they listen more and you talk more. It's all important, and the important thing is to start. And the more you do it, the more you're going to find that you need to engage in every kind of prayer, contemplative prayer, where you're listening more, uh, loud prayer, where you're doing warfare and shouting and and, uh, dancing and worshiping. All of it matters. And the most important thing is to start and to be consistent and to join with others in doing it because that also generates power. This is how we fight our battles this is the ministry that God has called us to. Um, the Apostle Paul says that it's a ministry of reconciliation, that we, through our prayers, are reconciling uh, the world to God. And um, even as I say that, I know that sounds like a joke to a lot of people, but this is where faith comes in. This is what Jesus taught us to do. The Apostle Paul said to pray without ceasing, so I'm going to do it. Plus, the fathers of our faith who have seen Thousands and thousands, even millions of people come to Christ who've seen revivals across this country and across the world are all men of faith. So that is enough evidence for me. I'm going to be a man of prayer, and I pray that you are as well. At the time that Dwight Moody, or not Dwight Moody, I'm sorry, at the time Charles Finney uh, was um, doing his revival meetings in upstate New York. He could travel across the state of New York, I believe even across states in um, the United States of America. I believe I remember him going from Illinois to New York, and all along the way, he would stop at prayer meetings because there were prayer meetings. And America is the nation that it is. 
uh, and it has been because of the Christian heritage, because of the revivals, because of the prayer meetings. We are living in a time of reawakening, and I am not going to be left behind. I know that the power for salvation, the power for revival is in prayer, so I am engaging in prayer, and today my prayer is that you will join in with me. So I'm going to pray for you. Holy Spirit, right now, I just thank you for every person watching, every person listening. I thank you that you are calling them into a life of prayer. Holy Spirit, I pray for those right now who struggle to pray because every time they go for prayer, they begin to fall asleep. I just confront right now that unclean spirit, that spirit of witchcraft, and I command you to leave right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Come all the way up and all the way out. Lord, I break off the yoke of witchcraft uh, over every person listening, Lord. I ask that you would reveal whatever practice it was, whether it was a Ouija board, a fortune teller, um, whatever thing that they engaged in that dulled their spiritual senses so that it's difficult for them to pray, pray, help them to recognize it and to renounce it right now in Jesus' name. Whatever, Whatever the Lord's bringing to your attention, renounce that right now in Jesus' name. So, Lord, clear Clear their minds, Holy Spirit. Clear the well so fresh water can run through. Holy Spirit, I just release a river of your presence over every person listening. May a spirit of prayer fall on them. May they find energy and strength to pray right now. I pray for those who don't yet know you, that they're listening right now. God sees you. God wants to use you. God wants to heal you, and he wants to heal the world through you. So surrender your life to Jesus today. Lord, I bless your children Every person listening to me today, you are made in the image of God. You are made for a purpose. God wants to work through you. He wants to pour his spirit out on you. So I bless you right now. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive a spirit of prayer. God is going to move in your life, and you're going to see great things for the kingdom of God. All right, God bless you guys. We'll see you next time.